Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to the Seal Fit Weekly Podcast. This is Commander Mark Devine. Welcome to the show. Hey, if you're not on our email list, then you're missing out. Every week we've got great content coming at you from my blog and SealFit TV, and also some special offers only available to those who are on our email list. So go to SealFit.com and drop your email into the opt-in form on the homepage. All right, let's get started. Hoo-yah. Uh, once again, uh, this is Commander Mark Devine, and we are on the SealFit slash Unbeatable Mind subject matter expert call, which we do every month. And uh, our subject matter expert this month is Mark Sisson. Now, Mark, you know, I've been following his work for a while. Really, really neat uh, guy. Now, it, as his background, he is um, really into endurance training. Got quite uh, quite a career as an endurance athlete, a runner, a triathlete, an Ironman competitor. Actually finished fourth in the Ironman back in '82, which was a couple of years ago. So <laughs> pretty neat accomplishment there. <laughs> Probably seems like yesterday, though. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it does. When yeah, I think um, about the pain and suffering, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I've never actually run the Ironman. I've, I've run Ironmen before, but not not the uh, world, not the not the actual Ironman in Hawaii. But anyways, Mark, I served the final blueprint. And preceding that, uh, he had, uh, has been and continues to run a super popular blog uh, called Mark's Daily Apple, which is all about health and wellness and fitness and, and his ruminations about how to do all that um, more effectively. So um, what I, I think is pretty cool, too, is that, you know, like me, I'm over 50, you know, the, the, the work that you're doing, Mark, has a profound effect, especially on those of us you know, who are turning the tide against um, aging and seeing longevity through, you know, natural means anyway. So um, I think a lot of our folks in Unbeatable Mind will be really, really anxious. Uh, and maybe, um, Michael, you know, uh, we can anticipate some of the questions and just bounce them off to me so I can ask Mark. But, you know, some of that's one of the things I want to talk to you about a little later, Mark, is just some of the new things that are coming out in terms of how uh, someone in the master's class you know, can turn back the clock. Let's put it that way. So yeah. that's it. Mark, Mark, uh, welcome. Why don't we just start by maybe giving us the, you know, the two or three minute overview of what the uh, primal blueprint is all about. Well, the primal blueprint is, is basically a template that we use to live an awesome life. I mean, in a nutshell, it's really about extracting the most uh, possible fitness, joy, contentment, health, energy, 
fulfillment, anything you really that people generally want for themselves. This is a way of looking at life and taking action, specific sets of choices that we reveal through science and through a look at evolutionary biology and modern genetic science. Uh, the idea is okay. that uh, we can, based on your intro there, and particularly people who are looking for an anti-aging program, once we acknowledge that our bodies contain 15 trillion cells, each of which has a recipe, uh, a, a genetic recipe that's rebuilding, renewing, regenerating, recreating us on a daily basis, that the challenge becomes how do we find ways in which to turn on the genes that have us live longer, have more energy, get sick less often, build more muscle, and how do we turn off the genes that make us fat and lazy and and uh, right. moody and depressed? So, so that's the you know that's the essence of what we we're doing here, and we found that that through the recent science of epigenetics, we find that that genes turn on or off in response to signals they get from the choices, the lifestyle behaviors that we engage in, which have to do with the mm -hmm. foods we eat, the types of exercise we choose to do. Uh, the amount of sleep we get, sun exposure, thermogenesis from cold, uh, you know, all sorts of neat little tricks that we can use to turn on these hidden genetic switches. Right. Fascinating. So let, let's start there. Do you, um, I'm sure that, you know, obviously everyone's, you know, every, everyone's genetics are going to determine uh, what, uh, what hacks and what tricks, you know, to apply. But what have you learned that can be like generally applied across all, you know, the entire population um, that epigenetics has taught so far. What are, the, what are the sort of common hacks that we can all tap yeah. into? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, humans will, will respond to positively. Yeah, good, good, excellent. No one's asked me that before, but the reality is when you recognize that, that while we are different from our family genes, the genes that make us taller or shorter or tend to be overweight or underweight, ectomorphs, mesomorphs, they give us our... our hair color and our eye color and our skin color, at the base level, we all operate the same way. We all store fat the same way. We all build muscle the same way. We all, uh, we all process carbohydrates and ketones the same way. It's just the degree to which we do that that differs from one individual to the next. So, so I would tell you that, for instance, we are all programmed, hardwired, if you will, at birth to become really, to be really good at burning fat. And yet... Mm -hmm. um, that's a skill that we teach in the primal mm -hmm. blueprint, but it's a skill that most people lose very early in their lives because they're mm -hmm. confronted with such a, a vast expanse of a plethora of different carbohydrate choices and meal opportunities mm -hmm. every couple of hours. And so we lose this innate ability to access stored body fat for fuel. And as a result, many of us, and now it's most of us, uh, have a tendency to put on extra layers of fat as we get older. Uh, and even despite our best attempts at dieting or exercising even more, if we haven't really tapped into that ability to become good at burning fat, uh, right. it becomes a frustrating lost cause. So that's, right. that's one thing that we all have the ability to do is become better at burning fat and less reliant on, on carbohydrates and less reliant awesome. on three square meals a day and, you know, one, right. one appropriate snack or whatever the current you know, right. wisdom is in the in the food and drug right. administration's guidelines. Yeah, we're, we're going to come you know, back another to this, one. Way, another one. So cool. Say again. I said we're going to come back to this point because this is a, that's an important one. But I don't want to stop your flow because you're you're on a roll here. <laughs> so, yes. So another another one that we've recognized that's that 
pretty much common to everybody is that, is that once you've got this ability to burn fat dialed in, it turns out you don't need to do that much exercise to optimize your fitness levels. And uh, across the board for the last 20 or 30 or 40 years in my case, you know, the, the conventional wisdom has been put in lots of miles, train really hard, right. no pain, no gain, lots of sweat. You'll be healthier, you'll be fitter, you'll be race fit. Well, what we're seeing now is that exercise isn't necessarily a great thing in and of itself. It's, it's important to be moving throughout the day, and the body expects that. Mm-hmm. But the actual burning of calories for the purpose of fitness or racing or even as part of an anti-aging strategy might be misguided. It might be that we, we get much more effective results if we take a step back and say to each individual, okay, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? Are we training for a gold medal? Are we training just to race in an occasional 5K or 10K? Are we training just to uh, put on the headphones and, and, and meditate and zone out for a couple of hours a day? And there are mm-hmm. all these different goals that we look at. And as we look at the goals, then we can kind of drill down and discover very specific types of of exercise and training that mm-hmm. will work best for each individual. Um, right. And so I'm almost antithetically to what the question was, which is what is common across the board. Well, there is not one common, you know, exercise strategy that will work across the board, but, but recognizing that we all um, operate the same way uh, biochemically, we can, we can drill down to our unique individual uh, biochemistry and our own unique genetics and our own unique goals and come up with a strategy mm-hmm. once again that, 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 but the same concept applies to everybody equally. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. So you know, and, and, and that's kind of our experience too. It's you know, it's, you know uh, obviously we train for, for specific goals, and that's going to dictate, like you said, the, the training model methods, uh, tools that you use. And that you're right. The um, the idea that you've got training for you know an hour, just the old endurance model, and just burn calories is is kind of silly. I mean, it's not something that's even talked about, or or um, you know, it's not. It doesn't enter our consciousness. The burning of calories in our in our training program. It, what's you know what we're focused on is the achievement of specific benchmarks, milestones, and goals. You know that are relevant to our overall objective for the training, whether that's to be a Navy SEAL or you know, compete in the CrossFit Games, you know, open for that matter. And so, you know, the, the training can be more skill focused. And then you get your exercise through the short, intense, you know, high intensity interval type of training, which can be seven or 10 minutes worth of work, right? That's exactly right. You know, and, and as you take so. older athletes, people have been doing this for 10 or 15 or 20 years, you know, you got to sit them down and go, hey, look, your body knows how to do this stuff. So don't right. spend all your time, you know, doing what it already knows how to do. Uh, you'll just beat yourself right. up. It, w- it will be uh, at best a wasted effort. And at worst, it will cause you to get an overuse injury or whatever. So recognizing that the body is great at, at adapting to these things. And if you've been a runner for 10 or 15 years, you don't need to put the miles in anymore to get the, right. to get the training benefits from a, a, a very few, very specifically directed workouts. And by the way, one of those workouts might even be in the gym doing maximum right. overload on a squat rack. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's, right. it's really interesting to, when, when we do start to drill down and say, all right, if the goal really is to be more fit and to, be, uh, and, and to race faster, then how can I do that with the least amount of pain and suffering and sacrifice? Right, right. We call that the minimal effective dose. Yeah, MED, right. for sure. 
and he <laughs> applied to fitness and to running. You know, we, when we talk about running and, and the pose method, which is a super efficient, you know, method of running, it really becomes what's the minimal effective dose of of moving that, you know, that leg, non foot, you know, getting getting some propulsion out of that. And when right. you look at it that way, the run, running becomes really interesting, and it's just different than the old paradigm. So it really is interesting. Now, the work that you've done, and you know, others in the you know the paleo world, and even the CrossFit, you know, it really is creating a whole new paradigm for people. And what have you seen, you know, in terms of like someone just coming into, let's say, discovering your book or you know, getting on your website? What type of effect has it had, you know, to their lives? You know, give us give us a couple anecdotal stories about people who've uh, used the primal blueprint and what effect it's had on their lives. Well, it's uh, it's sometimes overwhelming for me because we've had, you know, we we do 1.8 to 2 million unique visitors a month on March Daily Apple. Um, wow. We've had hundreds of thousands of actual user experiences, and we've had tens of thousands of testimonials, of which hundreds, if not thousands, have written in with pictures and very, very graphic descriptions of, of what happened to them. And the typical response is, uh, you know, I lost 100 or 125 pounds uh, on your yeah. program. Um, I'm off the meds, so I'm no longer type 2 diabetic. Or if I'm a female, I lost, I'm, I'm no longer polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, you know, I don't suffer from that anymore, or I don't have the skin conditions, or I don't have the heartburn or the, or the gastroesophageal reflux. I don't have the irritable bowel syndrome anymore. The, it's, it's just across the board improvements, and weight loss is just one of those aspects. In many cases, right. uh, what, what we'll hear is, yes, it's great that I lost 75 pounds. Yes, it's great that I'm off my meds, but the best part of this program is I know I can do this for the rest of my life. It's the sustainability right. of it. Right. Because, you know, when, it, when all is said and done, yeah, there's some – there are some sacrifices you're going to have to make. You cannot eat at Cinnabon or, uh, or the pizzeria um, every right. night, you know, again. But right. if you right. are okay with that and you understand the principles behind this, there's a long list of foods that you can eat pretty much as much as you right. want and as often right. as you want. And they're very tasty foods, meat, fish, fowl, mm -hmm. eggs, nuts, mm -hmm. seeds, vegetables, mm -hmm. fruit. It's pretty, you right. know, and then lots of spices and herbs and sauces and things that you can put on them. So it's not like it's a... Uh, any kind of a Spartan eating strategy. It's, it's, uh, right. it's, it's, and I, I make a strong point that I enjoy every bite of food I ever eat. I make it a point, mm -hmm. that, again, back to my opening statement about what is the primal blueprint about. It's about enjoying your life. And a big right. part of my life is food. I'm not sacrificing right. here because, because I'm thinking, oh, well, I, you know, every bite of food I don't eat or everything that I eat that's healthy that I hate the taste of will, you know, right. put another minute of life pack another minute of life on my age when I'm 90 or, or 100. I don't think in those terms. Right. I think of, right. you know, I know the science. I know what works. I know how our bodies were designed to deal with this food and use, use the food as signals to signal our genes to upregulate or downregulate certain systems. And then having known that, uh -huh. I have this big list of food that I say, I, when I'm hungry, I eat. By the way, when I'm not hungry, I don't eat. It's pretty freaking right. simple. And yet it's a skill that a lot of people don't have because they right. are, you know, they're tuned into, oh, my gosh, it's breakfast. If I don't eat breakfast, and I was told it's the most important meal of the day, then I'm going to screw right. up my whole right. day. Well, you know, I wake up in the morning full of energy. I have a cup of coffee. I don't need breakfast. I don't eat until 1 o'clock in the afternoon, typically. 
And by the way, that yeah. includes a workout that I might do at 10. That's, that might be, uh, you know, some kind of high intensity Metcon type thing might be a long hike or whatever. doesn't matter. I'm good at burning fat. I, I know how to do all that stuff. And, right, uh, right. and, and my appetite self-regulates. And that's, right. that's another uh, area that people comment as, as to allowing a, a tremendous amount of freedom. The freedom from appetite, mm-hmm. the freedom from hunger, where people say, right. well, I used to live my life, I'd finish breakfast, and then I'd immediately start thinking about what I was going to have for lunch. And the same thing would happen for life. Finish right. lunch, and i think, what are we having for dinner tonight? And, and it's such a, uh, such a prison of the mind it that is, you wind up in when you do that. Yeah. And to be able to to cruise through life and go, oh, geez, it's 2 o'clock, I forgot to eat. Oh, well, whatever. And just, you know, cruise on through the day and not agonize about, oh, particularly the bodybuilders who used to think, oh, my gosh, if I don't eat five small meals a day, my muscle mass will fall off my body. It will evaporate, you know. And <laughs> what, Once you become good at burning fat, you also become yeah. good at sparing muscle. And it's just a, right. this great little zone that you that you get in where – if you're hungry, you eat. And once you, by the way, you sit down to a meal, and if you uh, are no longer hungry for the next bite, you don't eat till you're full. You just eat until you're no longer right. hungry, which in some cases right. isn't a lot of food. You push the plate away. Right. You, you know, you either box it up or save it for later, or throw it away, or give it to the waiter to put it into a doggy bag or whatever, and mm-hmm. and and be cool with that, to be fine with that. And, mm-hmm. and that's really, again, it's just a it's a life skill that very. It turns out very few people have developed and it's one of the most important life skills to have and it's empowering. It is. I completely agree with everything you just said. Obviously it's just, uh, it is true. Um, and I'm very similar. I mean, I, I, I don't eat breakfast. Uh, I have a cup of coffee with butter in it and it fuels me through a a hardcore workout, which I usually do at seven in the morning, you know, finish up at nine and then I'll have, um, a breakfast, you know, on 10, 30, 11, which is my, my primary meal. And then right. I don't usually eat again until, um, you know, I'll have a light dinner in the evening. But you're, you're absolutely right. The reason that works for me is because I'm eating way more fat than most people uh, think is normal. You know, either probably 50% of my diet is, is good fat. And so I'm, I'm definitely a fat burner, ketogenics, you know, and I know I've got a tremendous number of calories available to me at any point in time. So I don't experience hunger like you do when you're, you know, a sugar burner and you've got 2000 calories. And when you dip below that, boom, you burn, you know, you bonk and then you got to eat. You bonk. You know, and the yeah. irony is you don't even tap into your stored fat. You start tapping into right. muscle tissue. Correct. Yeah. It, it seems like so obvious. And, you know, this, we're kind of beating this drum pretty loudly now too, because it's, it's had such a profound impact on um, myself and those athletes that, that I coach who have kind of shifted to fat burners. Uh, metabolism. It's like, you know, you're, you're the diesel. And then, you know, if you want to, if you want to tune up and, and replace the engine with uh, the, the Maserati before a, um, before a big sporting event, then you can do that um, yep. just by shifting your diet a little bit. And, and, you know, back to the whole primal slash paleo, I mean, this, even though you and I weren't running around a hundred thousand years ago, this has got to be the way, you know, that the humans really um, were I mean during the summer they had to have the the engine of a Maserati to to run and jump and you know spearfish and hunt the tigers and they were eating a lot of fruit and a lot of you know carbs because it was available but anytime right. they killed an animal they saved the the grizzle and the fat for the winter because that's when they needed it you know and so then you know for those long winter months assuming you were in that climate you would uh, you shift to fat burner and uh, man that's how they made it through without much food. 
Yeah. Got that diesel engine. And that's why, you know, and, and, and again, we talk about, um, I don't know how deeply you talk with your people about ketosis, but, you know, a lot of people I'm are just starting, just starting to understand that. Yeah. Right. But I'm, you know, I, I'm a big fan of using ketosis as a tool, uh, is, mm-hmm. is part of a, an overall strategy for achieving some sort of uh, fitness goals, but I wouldn't spend much time in ketosis. I'd just go in and out. You know, I'd, I'd, knowing what right. we know about ketosis and knowing that it tends to, the signal that it gives the body is to increase the number and the efficiency of the mitochondria, which are the little part right. of the cells that burn the fat. So right. if, you, if you dip into ketosis every once in a while and upregulate all those systems that are involved in metabolizing fats, and including what we call mitochondrial biogenesis, creating more mitochondria, mm-hmm. those little babies don't go away once you go out of ketosis. Right. They stay there. And, you, and now you're, right. you're, you're really like ratcheted up your ability to burn fat for the foreseeable future as long as you're staying active and, and still consuming right. you know, a, reasonably, a reasonable load of carbohydrate, not, you know, not 1,000 right. grams a day. So, yeah. so how, do you, how do you go into ketosis? Like if you say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat more fat on Tuesday and Thursday, or what, what do you do? I mean, how do you, do, how do you go into ketosis? Yeah, you know, what's funny is it, it sometimes just it, it falls on me. So uh, it literally be something like uh, uh, there's no fruit in the house. And uh, right. there's no vegetables, so I'll just have a whole chicken for dinner, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I'll wake up the next morning and I'll have a coffee, and then I'll have a salad with uh, with some tuna fish on it, and a handful of macadamia nuts later on in the afternoon, and a steak, and a and maybe a little bit of broccoli for dinner. And the next, you know, I look back and I go, holy crap, I only had 60 grams of carbs a day, so I'm right. I'm on my way into ketosis. And so from a just from a uh, point of view of, of, of the once in a while cyclic ketogenic, I'll say, okay, I'm already at 36 hours in. Let me stick there, stay mm-hmm. here for two or three days and uh, right. know that the benefits are going to be significant. Uh, and then knowing also that I can come out whenever I want. And it, and I think right. come out of ketosis, like you're in some sort of, you know, a haze or a daze. <laughs> you don't even notice it. It's crazy because when right. you become really good at it, the body, you know, you don't even realize where your fuels are coming from because you've become so good right. at this, at this fuel partitioning that right. you don't, you don't have, uh, the, the issues of being in ketosis that maybe a sugar burner would have, you know, I tell the story of the sugar right. burners who go down to the ashram and spend four days on a juice fast or, a, or a, excuse me, a water fast and don't eat, you know, don't eat much, uh, for mm-hmm. four days. And, and, and they, you know, they have all these epiphanies. They see God and they see Elvis and they have all this stuff. And well, it's because <laughs> it's because they're in ketosis and their brains haven't figured out how to use the ketones yet. And and then they all have bad breath because they're spilling out ketone breath. Once again, they haven't right. built the metabolic machinery to be able right. to to access those ketones and use them in for fuel in place of glucose. But you and mm-hmm. I have that that ability. So once we mm-hmm. we shift in and out, it's it's seamless transition. And that's really what it was for the hunter gatherer uh, ancestors. They didn't go, oh my God! It right. was like, you know, wasn't like oh, some, sure. <laughs> like some. Right. I don't want to pick on the women, or else, you know, but it wasn't like some menstrual cycle where you know stuff's going to hit the fan a certain time of the month. It was right. like, okay, you know, <laughs> today I'm I'm eating a lot of fat and and some protein and no no carbs, and tomorrow I'll come across a, you know, a, a supply of berries and some honey. Um, but, right. but, you know, they didn't give us a, a single hunch, they, moment. They weren't thinking about it at all. Right. <laughs> right. They weren't getting out their keto me. sticks and pissing on their keto sticks to see if they're perfect. <laughs> yet, you know? 
That's hilarious. So is there, is there any uh, problem with being in ketosis for long periods of time, like months or a year? Uh, you know, I, I say it's early. It's too early to tell because what the, really the long-term studies right now are done on people who have some pretty uh, serious issues uh, that are well uh, handled by a full-on ketogenic right. diet. So kids with epilepsy is the classic one. And so right. in those in those long-term ketogenic diets, we don't see many health issues. Uh, you, you have right. to pay very close attention to electrolyte balances and, and to right. uh, micronutrient right. intake. But for the most right. part, we don't see big issues. Um, mm. I'm... As, as much as I'm a fan of using it as a tool, I am not a fan of spending your life in ketosis for a couple of reasons. Right. Number one, we do not know the long-term benefits. Right. Uh, the right. reality exactly. is that uh, ketosis is a human adaptation to starvation. So it is a starvation right. uh, uh, analog. Right. Um, right. And the bottom line is, back to my point, I like to eat. And I don't, I don't right. like to spend long periods of time excluding certain foods from my diet. Right just so I could be purple. Right. Totally. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What about, uh, so it sounds to me like um, intermittent fasting is kind of a natural part of eating, you know, the way you're, you know, the primal diet. Again, thinking about, you know, the paleo guy, intermittent fasting was just part of the availability of food. And, and, um, and so that's something that I've started doing. I mean, I obviously I fast from dinner, which ends at 7.30 until 11.30 the next morning. So there's 15 or 16 hours of no food, except for that cup of coffee, I guess. Um, how about you? Do you do you uh, play around with intermittent fasting, or do you just kind of... You know, I have, and, and I'm a, I am a fan of it for certain people. Um, mm -hmm. I eat according to a compressed eating window as well. So I eat uh, from usually 1 o'clock in the afternoon until till about 7, 7.30. So I have the same, okay. uh, you know, 18-hour non-eating window, but I would, I would never even call that intermittent fasting. I'd just say that that's a more uh, human way of, right. of, of eating meals. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, intermittent fasting, as a, again, as a tool, as a strategy for some people, uh, particularly those who, who A, have de developed the ability to burn fats well and, and hence are able to tap into their body fat stores when they choose not to eat. So if you're, mm -hmm. again, if you're a sugar burner, then intermittent fasting uh, even though it's shown benefits in the research, is not something I would ever recommend because it does have those same, right. the same consequences that people have, have talked about for years. If you're not good at burning fat and you, and you skip a day and a half of eating, you'll tap into muscle stores, and we don't want to do that. Right. If you're a fat right. burner and you, and you st stop eating, you just tap into fat stores, and you, and you spare the muscle right. because, you, it's a, again, it's this, it's this skill you've developed, and it's as much a skill as as being a, you know, an 80% free throw thrower. I mean, it's just a, it's a right. skill that you develop. Right. And when you're good at it, uh, the, the entire context of your life can change. So if right. you're somebody who's become good at burning fat, you've, you've adopted the primal blueprint style of eating, you're increasing the amount of healthy fats in your diet, you're decreasing carbs significantly, uh, you're getting all your micronutrients, you become a good fat burner, then you might say, okay, uh, once a week, I'll go from... Uh, Dinner Monday night until breakfast Wednesday, you know, basically 36 hours. Mm -hmm. And I won't mm -hmm. eat, or I'll just drink water and some, or some broth or something like that. And, and if you do it the way it's intended, then your body's going to burn 2,800, 3,200 calories of 
of your stored body fat in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. a way to accelerate fat loss if you've been, become good at that skill. Uh, another right. reason people will choose to intermittently fast is there is some uh, anti-aging benefit to this concept that mm-hmm. your cells, uh, when they are going back to a billion years ago and two strands of RNA in the primordial ooze seeking to replicate, and you recognize that humans are just bizarre, uh, evolution, mm-hmm. evolution or permutation of these strands of DNA now that want to pass genetic information into the next generation. Uh, mm-hmm. Our bodies are just vehicles for doing that. Well, within our cells, mm-hmm. our cells have sort of the same notion, which is um, if there's lots of nutrients around, then then I, as a cell, am okay to divide and create two of me because there's plenty mm-hmm. of nutrients for everybody. So the cell divides, mm-hmm. and that's fine. In, in concept, that's fine. But then if you take a step back and you go, wait a minute, uh, these cells have a, some of the cells in the body have a limited number of divisions in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so you don't mm-hmm. want to speed up that division process. Uh, right. You've heard of telomeres and telomere lengths. And, mm-hmm. you know, every mm-hmm. time you a certain cell divides, it loses uh, one of the telomeres. And ultimately, when there are no telomeres left, it, it stops dividing. Well, mm-hmm. when cells are, are faced with a surplus of, of um, resources, their tendency is to pass that genetic material along. Conversely, if that same cell is facing a a short-term famine, i.e. an intermittent fast, the cell goes, Mm -hmm. hey, wait a minute, there's not enough for me, let alone two of us, so I'm not going to divide. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this time to... um, to eat part of myself, and how, what I'm going I'm to do is I'm going to eat damaged proteins and damaged fats and consume them, uh, and repair some of my own DNA, uh, and use this time as a uh, as a repair process. And that's the that's the the concept behind intermittent fasting as an anti aging strategy is that you actually um, you you go to the point where wow. the cells start to repair themselves as opposed to just uh, blithely dividing and replicating. Does that make sense? Fascinating. Yeah, it certainly does. And and actually, you think about you know this in the context of you know exercise. Like we 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 add stress to our body, uh, moving load or or you know increasing intensity of the movements or repetitive movement, and then you know the re- it's the recovery phase that happens after that. Um, you know, uh, overcoming resistance that allows for the body to grow stronger, and. What you're suggesting is that in the context of your fueling plan, eating is exercise and intermittent fasting is recovery. And I've never thought about enough. it that way. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it makes total sense. You know, we're probably not meant to just keep on eating, you know, four or five times a day. You know, your body needs a break from that. Like, that's a lot of work to eat. You know? No, it's a lot of work to eat. And, and, you know, then we take a look at some of the, Reasons people eat, which which go well beyond hunger, they go to emotional or stress right. you know, reasons and things like that. So we there there's a, there are a lot of nuances to it, but the reality is, right. and the irony is, back to the MED, um, the reality right. is, you really don't need that much fuel to get you through the day. Right. And my right. most recent uh, personal experiment goes like this: in my youth, my goal was to eat as much as I could and not get fat. So, uh, you know, that's like the typical athlete who says, you say, well, why do you run? Well, I run so I can eat. Well, Jesus, really, man? I mean, that's like, but a lot of people do that, you know, when they say, well, I love to eat and I run so I can eat or I ride so I can eat more. 
So they're, they're literally coming from this point of view that I want to be able to eat as much as I can and not get fat. Well, what if you right. shifted that around and you said, okay, what's the least amount of food I can eat and still right. maintain my muscle mass and still maintain still my hungry. energy and never be hungry? Right. And if you satisfied those three requirements, um, you maintain muscle mass or, or put more on if that's what your goal is, mm-hmm. uh, maintain energy levels uh, and, and, and are not starving or not sacrificing hunger, then why mm-hmm. wouldn't you try to see it just almost as an experiment, see how little you can get away with eating. And that's, right. kind of been, that's, so that's the it. minimum effective dose of food. And, you know, right. we can take an MED and apply it to just, you know, what's the MED for sleep? What's the MED right. for sun exposure? What's, what's the MED for mm-hmm. food? Right. I love that. You know, and, and uh, a body's intelligence will tell us, right? And it, but if, you know, if you're burning sugar and eating a lot of sugar, you know, you're constantly spiking your insulin. Your, your hormones are out of whack. And so you're getting the wrong signals at the wrong time from your body and mistaking it for hunger. You know, they call that hormonal hunger. And so your, your, your awareness, your body's intelligence literally is shut down because it's, it's just completely crowded out by all the crazy signals that your hormones are sending to your, you know, your brain. Yep. And it's just completely unaware. You're not able to use that, that inner intuitive you know, mind to, to feel the true hunger that's beneath all that, that, that noise. So right. I think, you know, that, that's got to probably be your first step, you know, when you work with someone or when someone comes into the program and say, okay, you know, where you're at and, you know, chances are, you know, if you've been following a, a sad diet, you got a shit ton of sugar in your diet and, and way too many carbs. Let's just start backing off the sugar. And then uh, immediately the hormones start coming back into balance and you start to you start feeling real hunger again. Yep. And that's profound right there. Just, just that one step is the you know, journey of a thousand steps, but that one right there is profoundly important, you know? Well, and a lot of people will comment, again, that that's one of the, one of the early benefits is this recognition that they were, that they were just eating way too much, and, and yet they, were, right. they weren't recognizing it because they did feel that constant state of hunger. Right. Exactly. Interesting. We're kind of running out of time, but I want to talk about something that's really important to both of us. You know, we, we kind of are, you know, we're focused on growing our tribe and getting the word out there. But do you see any uptake at, at the institutional level yet from, you know, mainstream uh, educational systems or, you know, the healthcare industry? Or is it still kind of fringe science? Well, it's, the funny thing is, it's not fringe science. The science is great, but the right. but the, right. the buy-in is still fringe, and right. that's that's the real problem with any institution. Is institutions are almost by by their very nature uh, dogmatic and unwilling to shift right. because there's so much at stake right. uh, in terms right. of the past history. So I, I'm yeah. not seeing that, and you know, one of my personal strategies is is to uh, attack attack it from a different point of view, which is to um, you know, we've created a, a certification program, and that certification right. program, which we just launched a few months ago, um, is, cool. is, is it, it's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's you become a Primal Blueprint certified expert, and our intention is for that to become the inroad for a physician or a nurse or a personal trainer or a life coach to take the technology mm-hmm. that we've developed into whatever their current venue is, whether it's the physician's office, whether it's the HR department in a large corporation. 
you know, and kind of right. attack it from that perspective, which is having on boot, literally boots on the ground, you know, to use your, your phrase. Right. And uh, so I, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. And I'm very excited about that. That's excellent. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. We're kind of sort of heading down that path with um, unbeatable mind. Uh, probably still another year or two out, but I think that you're right. If we can, if we can do the train the trainer approach and, and get those involved trainers uh, planted into the organizations, then they can, um, you know, they can start uh, changing it from the inside out, which right. makes sense. Well, awesome, man. This has been a fantastic call. Thank, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm going to have to kind of wrap up. Uh, I want to let you get back to what you're doing, but um, we're going to definitely share this far and wide. And um, if there's anything we can do here, let's feel fit to help you uh, get your message out uh, even further Then let us know. You know Absolutely. On, on no, my pleasure. And, and, and uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, you know, been following your work and uh, I think they're very much in parallel and, uh, you know, for sure. yeah. offer, offer individuals an opportunity for, not just a well-rounded, uh, healthy lifestyle, but one that right. that uh, you know goes goes to family and business and everything else as well. Absolutely. So if um, if I could send you know the seal fit and unbeatable folks to um, you know the the place that you would like them to learn about your stuff, uh, where would that be? Would it be uh, well, yeah, Mark's or? Daily Apple is a website, uh, and oh, it's uh, exactly. that's where we post all of the the new technology, a blog post every day for the last eight years. Um, okay. com, and then uh, anybody who wants to look, look into getting certified that's on primalblueprint.com uh, okay. my, basically the two sites yeah and then if they want to buy the book which book is, should it be just the, the book that's titled Primal well, Blueprint well you know I've got 20 books out now so uh, the Primal Blueprint was the original one that's my baby and then uh, okay. the Primal Blueprint 21 day total body transformation uh, both are available either on our sites or on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or, you know, they're all over the place Got it. Well, there you go, folks. Again, thank you very much, Mark. I uh, really appreciate it. Mark Sisson from Prime Blueprint and Mark Stelly Apple. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up with you again in the future. That's it, That's everyone. Uh, thanks very much for joining. Uh, appreciate it again, Mark. And uh, we will sign off here. And uh, until I see you again, I'll train hard, stay safe, have fun, and uh, go play. Hoo-yah, Coach Jemina. All right, hope you enjoyed that show. That podcast was brought to you by MetLife Defender, complete internet identity protection. You can check out the information at the link for MetLife Defender at our website at sealfit.com. Until next time, train hard, stay safe, have fun. Hoo-yah, Coach Devine Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.